Welcome to On The Scene Podcast. I'm Heather Harrison. And I'm Emma Dotson. And we're breaking down Mississippi's top stories. We will bring you breaking news, pop culture, and hot takes. Coming from the desk of two student journalists, we'll share our favorite news of the week with you. We're We're on the scene, reflecting on Mississippi's top stories. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we have the end of an era. Miss Emma Dotson is about to graduate college and nay nay, she's not leaving us. She will be staying here on campus. I will be, yes guys. So the topic of conversation for today is all about graduation, attending college, pros and cons of attending college in general, being a transfer student, and also pros and cons of attending graduate school because Emma will be attending graduate school here in the next couple of weeks. So Emma, you're about to graduate in May. How does your time feel now that it's come to a close? Uh, It's kind of bittersweet. So I originally didn't come here to start. As we kind of mentioned the transfer student thing, I'm a transfer student. I actually came here my spring semester of my sophomore year. And unfortunately that was the COVID semester, which kind of changes a lot of things too. But I think with the time that I've had here, I've made the most of it and I think it's been a good time. I mean, sometimes some part of me kind of wishes I had a little bit more of it, but I wouldn't take back starting at a different college and coming here because I've had two different experiences. I've had kind of the small college feel and just all the skills that I learned from that. And then I got to come here and it's a completely different atmosphere, but it's a great one. So So do you wish at all that you had just come to MSU the whole time? I mean, it may have been easy, but I wouldn't have met some of the cool people that I've met. I enjoyed, like, meeting the professors there. It's just a completely different... It's a liberal arts college. Mm-hmm. I went to Millsaps College in Jackson, for those that are from Mississippi. And it's just a completely different atmosphere. And they really taught me, actually, how to write. Before that, I mean, I was a decent writer in high school. But they kind of helped cultivate those skills for me. And basically, you either write or die. <laughs> so they just kind of... We wrote papers each week, and... I don't think if I had done that, maybe I, I probably wouldn't have ended up at the reflector because I wouldn't have had as good of skills. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that coming from there. Do you ever wish that you'd stayed at Millsaps and not come here? Uh, I don't think so. I think I felt too much like I was kind of in my parents' shadows there. And it also felt just a little bit too much like high school to me. So I already went to a small private Catholic school. And it, I mean, this one wasn't Catholic, but it was a religious small college. And it just felt very similar, just kind of how people reacted with each other. You know everybody. You couldn't go somewhere without seeing someone you knew, basically. And here, I see a fresh face every day. And it's, it has its benefits and downsides, but I enjoy having a little bit more of that freedom and getting to meet different and more diverse people. Mm-hmm. So you transferred in right before COVID started. Do you wish that you had transferred at a different time? Or what was that like, just coming in and then immediately being sent home? Well, I mean, it wasn't ideal, I would say, my first semester coming here. And just when I'm starting to, like, make friends and feel a little bit at home, that kind of gets plucked away from me. And everything was put online. Um, But I think for the pocketbook, for me, it worked in my favor. Because Millsaps was significantly more expensive, even with scholarships. So I think in that sense that it helped me a lot. But oh my gosh, y'all, Emma! Before we got before we started talking for the show today officially, before we hit record, we were laughing about last week's episode <laughs> because I don't know if any of you know would know this, but I was drinking a Lipton peach iced tea. 
We did mention that, yes. But oh, yeah. If you weren't really paying attention, <laughs> you may have not heard it, but if you want to just get a little chuckle, go back and listen to last week's episode and just listen as you hear her heavy breathe and chug. <laughs> Emma was roasting me. I don't know what it is, but I feel like anytime I drink a drink that's not like a water or a soda or something, I feel like a little kid who was just handed a little juice box or something. She could not stop chugging oh, it during my the episode. God. I'm like, you need to calm down. Oh, that's funny. That's another day. But that's why we're laughing so much. I, I just keep thinking about that. I think that's so funny. I was trying not to think about that, but thank you for bringing that back <laughs> I know. Okay, so you you transferred in during COVID. I was a freshman during COVID, so I come in the fall of 2019. You came in the spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I also, even though I'd been here for a whole semester beforehand before COVID started, I really was starting to feel my footing in the spring of 2020, right before COVID hit, I had just started to get, like, a little groove going, just had joined the debate team, I think. I had just, like, been to my first ever tournament. And then what happens to us? COVID. And, of course, like, no one wants to hear us talk about COVID all day long. But I do think that an integral part to our college time, to your college time, was the fact that most of it was clouded by COVID. Yeah, I mean, you can't not mention it, I guess, at this point. Because, I mean, both of us had that experience. I don't know who has it worse or better, necessarily. Yeah. But both of them weren't great. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of a good thing to mention that. So people realize we're not just, like, we're here, but we, we could have had a completely different experience. I feel like my parents had such a different experience than me. And oftentimes I miss, like, mm-hmm. I missed out on that. But... Yeah. Some of the things that I had were also just different and better in their own way. Mm-hmm. So, And even other podcast girlies like ourselves, you know, other, like, there are so many shows that's two girls who are college best friends that do shows, and their experience a few years ago was totally different than what we just have experienced in these past years. And, I mean, yours surely will be different than mine just at the back half of it because, I mean, now we're seeing that COVID is kind of going away, especially here, our restrictions have lifted. I still have a year left. You've graduated. I mean, you're still going to go to graduate school. I guess, spoiler for the podcast. But I guess more, hopefully more of my college will have been normal. But still, like, so much of our time has been clouded. You you also think back to kind of, like, the newsroom experience. We do work for the, like, reflector and Mm -hmm. everything. When we met, we had not met each other in person. Yeah, and probably prior to COVID, we would have known each other at least kind of in passing or had known each other what we looked like in person from attending meetings, from maybe just hanging out in the office in general. We had none of that last year. I mean, the first time we met in person was the first day of our editorial training. Yeah, our little orientation thing. I was like, oh, so that's what she's like in real life. Yeah, like that was the first time we met. And just thinking probably back in the day, your parents, my parents, um, people a few years ago, they wouldn't have had that. They would have met like whenever their first meeting was as a staff writer, they wouldn't have had to wait a whole year mm-hmm. of being on staff before you meet people. I mean, I didn't know most of my writers until we started having our... We could have met at a writing meeting. We'd only see each other on WebEx, but we never had our section meetings in person that first mm-hmm. year of COVID. So, yeah, a lot of that time was kind of missed out on. So, now, when you were trying to think of what to do after college, what made graduate school stand out to you? And especially graduate school here at MSU. So, I've always kind of thought that I wanted to go to grad school. I don't. Ha- I didn't have a specific reason for it initially. At one point, I thought maybe I would want to be a professor at some point in, I don't know where, or teaching what. But I thought that that would maybe be a nice 
job. I've since passed that, but uh, I always thought grad school would be something that I'd want to do just because I, I'm going to sound like a nerd when I say this, but I enjoy school. I enjoy learning. <laughs> I don't enjoy always the stress and assignments that come with it, but I've always enjoyed learning. And I think that with grad school, it kind of helps me be able to learn from brilliant minds and kind of be with people that are similar to you. Mm-hmm. That's why I've enjoyed the reflector so much. I'm with similar people to me. And, you know, like in high school, you're always with those people that just don't care. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than that. So I think just grad school to me is just finding that group of people that care and also are just ambitious to learn and kind of sharpen those skills. Plus, I wanted to know more just about another subject. I'm a communication major and I'm majoring in, I'm going to get my MBA. If y'all don't know what that is, it's Master's in Business Administration. So I think that having both those disciplines will kind of make me a more versatile candidate when I'm going into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Did you think that an MBA was necessary for your PR? She's concentrating in public relations, both of us are. Did you think it was necessary for your PR to kind of back up that experience? I didn't think it was entirely necessary. It just kind of depends what area of PR that you want to do. I don't exactly know what I want to do yet entirely, but I'd like to have the option to do whatever I want and the credits to kind of back that up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt that if you get into more of the business side of things and kind of financial relations type stuff, it makes a little bit more money. And I have a little bit of an extravagant lifestyle. I like nice things. So I would like to be able to back that up and not have to suppress it just because I'm doing something. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So looking back, do you think that you chose the right major for yourself? Oh, definitely. I've always loved talking to people. I've always loved writing. I've always loved the creative side of things. And I think communication has really kind of involved all of that. And I didn't actually start off as a PR concentration. I was a print uh, and digital journalism one. So Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that that would be the path that I wanted to go. But then I realized that maybe I don't want to go into journalism. I enjoy it. And I enjoyed my time with The Reflector. But I don't want that to be my career. So... I I thought that maybe public relations would be a little more versatile Mm -hmm. and you could kind of do more than one thing Mm because I don't want to be stuck in the same job my whole life. Yeah. I think it's funny that you say that because we are both PR concentrations. I have broadcast as well, but my mind went the opposite way. Like, I started out in PR. I've always been a PR girly, but now I'm like, oh, love me some journalism. But PR does – I think PR is one of the most versatile majors a lot of people could do it. A lot of people could find benefits in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it sets you up for a good place in the workforce? I think so, but you have to find your niche when you get into that. You can't just be like, oh, I'm PR. Okay, so what? So are these 40 other people that applied. You kind of just have to figure out what's the best thing that you're good at within like that part. I'm good at kind of a creative vision type thing. I can see the big picture. Not everybody can see that. So just kind of finding what you do well and really sharpening those skills. What made you want to get an MBA instead of getting a master's in communication degree? It took a lot of deliberation and a quarter life crisis over this past summer at my internship. So I started talking to just a bunch of people that I was working with at the communication firm that I was at. And they just, they were talking about like what they did in their undergrad. And most of them had done separate things. They did like marketing for their undergrad and then went and gotten a master's in PR and so a lot of them just had different like areas of expertise with their undergrad and graduate school and I was thinking 
well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Would I want to go somewhere and learn the same thing again that's just a little more in-depth? Or would I want to learn something that's just a little bit different but ties into the other? And ultimately, to me, I thought that that would be the better path for myself. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's bad to do the other thing. Right. If you could do it again, choose a different school, different major, would you do it differently? I mean, I might go somewhere different, but I have always enjoyed the South. I'd probably stay in the South still. Uh, I don't know which college exactly. I did go to a lot of colleges touring, both my brother and I. I have a twin brother, if you didn't know. If you don't remember, you're just now tuning into that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we we toured a lot of stuff, and we started actually touring them when I was a sophomore in high school. And I traveled a lot for soccer, so we went to, like, multiple different areas. And I really liked the Tennessee area, so, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to going there. I've always liked mountains and stuff, and maybe trying to see that area before I graduate. I wouldn't have hated that, so, but I don't, I mean, you can't really tell just based off of visiting places, so, I mean, I've enjoyed Mississippi State. I think it's the best place for me for now and given every situation, so. What made you want to stay here for grad school? Um, I mean, part of it was just ease, that I was familiar with everything, and I knew I would have an apartment. I knew that my brother would still be close by. My sister's coming here next year. She wasn't necessarily a deciding factor because she was later on, but that's a benefit. And just, it has a good program. And then just the fact for the MBA program here, it's expedited, so it's only one year. I was kind of dissuaded by graduate school just because of a lot of the things required more prereqs for stuff. And it were two-year programs, and that's a lot of time to kind of invest in something. And I wasn't really wanting that, so I looked at the one here, and it didn't require you to take a bunch of prereqs. You could do something called MBA math, and it's basically just like an online module system, and it kind of cuts all that, and you just do a week of that. And so, to me, that was a lot more inviting for my personal self. I wanted to get the knowledge and actually apply it quicker, rather than just continuing to work in more school. I do like school, but not that much. So, yeah. Do you have any idea of what you want to do after you get your degree? It's a good question. It kind of depends on what the job atmosphere is like. I can't quite predict that as we've seen. Things are very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just depends on what's available and where it's available. Industries are really changing right now because there used to be this big deal in the news industry. It was really hard to get in, but now they're like begging for news people, news reporters and journalists and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. And it also used to be that everything was in person. Now there's so many remote options, it kind of opens a lot of different doors and positions. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure entirely what I'll do yet, but I know that I'll have more opportunities given my background. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you had a good experience as a transfer student here, just kind of getting adjusted to things? It was okay. Um, Is there anything that we do weird here that you came from Millsaps and you're like, what? Well, the hours are different here. So my cap report is completely different than everybody else's, which is why I ended up having to take a lot of random classes. So here, y'all, it's three-hour classes. For Millsaps, it's four-hour classes. So I had these random extra credits. They're, They're still there. They're just sitting down at the bottom of my cap report, and some of them were able to kind of plug in places. But it was just kind of odd coming in and just with the difference between transferring from a JUCO as opposed to a four-year I don't get scholarships so oh yeah I just things like that it was just different to me mm-hmm. so 
What about also plugging in on campus? How did you find the reflector? How did you just kind of get incorporated with different groups? Well, I went on Cabell Connect, and I just started scrolling one day. I was like, Andrew, my brother, told me about it. He said, oh, yeah, there's this thing. It, like, has all the events and organizations. And I was like, interesting. He didn't really look at it that much, but I just started scrolling, and I found the reflector. And I followed them. And, oh, I've never heard this story. And then I was like, okay, they seem pretty cool. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to write for a newspaper at Millsaps. I was helping revive their newspaper, the Purple and White. And I was kind of helping redesign their website with that. And so I had that kind of interest from that, but I just hadn't had the right resources to really get started in that. And so I had actually, I think I've told you this before, I had actually applied to be the graphics Oh, the graphics yeah. person. That was just because that was the only application that was open at that moment when I was applying. And that was in the spring of 2020. And I didn't really want to be that person, but I wanted to be a part of the reflector in some way. I didn't get it, needless to say. My graphics skills are okay. <laughs> they're okay, but they're nothing well, compared. Well, the graphics at the reflector, for those of you that don't know, it sounds like you'd be designing some graphic images, right? Like Instagram stories? No. It is drawing. Yes. Images. So, I had a little bit of experience because I took a digital arts class at Millsaps and I was able to do stuff in like Adobe Illustrator Damn. and stuff. But I'm, I would have never applied to be the graphics illustrator. But I'm definitely not to the level that our current one is. Dante, he's great. He's no. amazing. He has so much skill. I have nothing compared to him. I bow down. And so I applied for that and then it was like, okay, I didn't get that. That's fine. And then. It came around again in the fall after I had been just kind of chilling. I took some classes over the summer, learned a little bit more, and I had just enrolled in my first news writing class. I would enrolled in TV production. So I just started getting a little bit of experience, and then I saw that the applications were open again. I said, let's do it. Let's try it. And so I applied in the fall, and I ended up getting in as a staff uh, or a trial writer first. I was on trial, and I was like, yay, I got in. And so and I started writing. I got my stuff knocked out pretty quickly. Same. And I was writing for Opinion in Life. And then Emmy got hired, and then eventually, I mean, the following semester became the Opinion Editor, and yeah, the rest is history, so... And then the, I also got involved with the MSU club soccer team, women's club soccer team. In the fall, they didn't have tryouts in the spring, so I wasn't able to join them then. But I was able to get involved with them, and that just kind of helped me find more of a sense of community. And I really enjoyed that. Because I wasn't able to really find that beginning, because nobody was really accepting new members at that point. And then COVID happened, and it was just kind of difficult to find a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think that your experience was different since you transferred in the spring versus transferring in the fall? Yeah, I think so. Especially because, I mean, you're kind of floundering a little bit in the sense that you're not a freshman. I didn't know that there was a transfer student, like a new student type thing. They apparently have an organization that's supposed to help with you transferring. They didn't reach out to me. They didn't let me know that that happened. I didn't have anybody really to help me other than my brother. And so I was just kind of figuring things out for myself. So had I maybe come in in the fall... I would have maybe had some more help because they're already helping a lot of new people as freshmen and even just JUCO people transferring then. But I was coming in the middle of everything, so it's not like there's that many people that are expecting to help you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I remember pulling up like my Snapchat maps, being like, is this the right building? Oh, yeah. I had Bully Walk. Yeah. Do you have orientation? 
Here? Oh. I didn't have an orientation. See, at orientation, I I don't know. I come up to MSU a lot when I was younger to visit my friend. But when you come up to visit MSU versus when you go to MSU, I swear those are two totally oh, yeah. different mindsets, two totally different ways of thinking, and that's the same thing, two totally different experiences. Oh, definitely. Because when I would come here, we'd stick to the outskirts of campus. I knew where, like, the Sanderson was. I knew where... The stadium was, obviously, things like that. But then I was like, I don't know where all these random buildings are. Like, I had a class in Old Main, and my schedule said Old Main, like O-L-M-A-I-N. I I was like, what is this? Like, how am I supposed to know? And I was so confused. I was like, how am I supposed to remember where all these buildings are? Oh, I know. To this day, I cannot, like, I don't know. Looking back at myself, I've been like, oh, like, that's so sweet. But I still cannot believe I remember where all these random buildings are on campus. Yeah, know, and the weird. thing was, is I didn't know anything either. I didn't have anyone to guide me. Mm-hmm. Andrew had shown me a couple of things around campus, and he, I was like, Andrew, can you, like, walk me around and, like, find the stuff? But it's still different, even with a person next to you. <clears throat> I was just like, all right, I'm going to get here, like, 45 minutes ahead, yeah. and we're going to try and find it. Yeah, that... that- first time I was like let me get here super early and then I'm just gonna wait I don't know how, what time I need to be there I'm so nervous this and that and then I was like okay I found the building now I have to go find the classroom oh my gosh you don't know where anything because like every single classroom on this campus every single building on this campus is laid out differently yes so the numbers go in totally different orders you may enter on the basement and leave th- through the second floor and then I came in and I felt like a freshman again because all the freshmen knew what they were doing at this point it had been a semester for them true but I came in Everybody already knew what they were doing, so I'm just, like, looking around. I'm like, everybody knows what they're doing but me. Yeah. Did you feel out of place since, like, you, I mean, you did have that experience where you are probably one of the only ones who was new? Yeah, I did kind of the first couple of weeks were a little difficult to adjust just because of that reason. But once I finally, like, I'm not the best with directions in general. Mm-hmm. But once I finally got my sense of direction, I felt a little more like I belonged. So. Yeah, I feel like that helps a lot. Just knowing where you are, knowing that you're going to find your place, and just, like, knowing every single day, like, I need to go this, this, and this at this time. Like, you just have your stuff memorized. Mm-hmm. And once I started to get to know people in my classes, because that's also, I felt a little out of place in that. I didn't take the beginning communication classes here. Oh, yeah. So I kind of felt out of place in my program a little bit as well. Because you didn't I, didn't, jokes. I didn't know those people. I yeah, was just sitting true. in these classrooms with people I had never met. True. I didn't know a single person. Eventually, I finally was able to like make some friends, you know. But it was just kind of a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what about overall uh, regrets going to college? Good things, bad things. Would you recommend going to college? Did you enjoy your time? I've enjoyed my time at college. As I said, I I like to learn, and I think that my mind has become more open to specific things just because of the classes and curriculums I've gotten to be a part of and learn. Uh, I think that college is a good experience because a lot of the times you're kind of in your bubble back at home, but you get to meet so many people from around the world, across the country. Uh, You get to meet just different backgrounds, religions, everything. And so I think that that's a really neat experience, and it's unique. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily get that any other place other than, I think, at college. Because, I mean, if you think about, there's nothing wrong with trade schools and stuff, but they're usually from people that are local in the area. Mm-hmm. So you're not really getting exposed to as many people. Yeah. So I think that, for personally for me, 
I think that college was the best experience and best choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know who I would be if I didn't go to college. Like, I couldn't imagine, I mean, where I was in high school and where I am now, I mean, that's just two totally different people. And I couldn't have been to where I am now if I didn't go to college. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's no shade on people that go to uh, trade school and things like that. But I do think that stepping outside of where you're from, going to a different place, experiencing something new for a time is why college has probably always been pushed toward people because it's just a surefire way way to get out of your comfort zone, meet a whole bunch of different people, and just get involved and learn things too. But, um, I mean, no shame, like, going to welding school, things like that. We need people to do that. And, obviously, if you want to do that, if you're good at that, go ahead. But maybe take a step outside of your comfort zone, go somewhere different. Maybe if you live in Jackson, go to welding school in Memphis or go on the coast or something. I think that's probably why we get so stuck in our, like, hometown roots because we just don't leave for a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's why college is really beneficial. That's a benefit that I've seen of it, just being away from hometown. I'm going off my soapbox here. I'm not even graduating. I'm just <laughs> – anyway, but, like, just – I mean, this is a whole different environment. Yeah, and also I think you develop your sense of self. Mm-hmm. You form your identity usually in these years. I am, as we mentioned, I am a completely different person than I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And even as I was as my freshman year, my sophomore right. year, each year I've grown more and I've changed as mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. So. All about evolving and growing and changing and just like being the best version of ourselves that we can. Yeah, be. yeah. Well, well I mean, new me. We wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for college. We wouldn't be sitting in this room or in the reflector office right now. I would not be the editor in chief of like. There's just so many things. Can you imagine? Like, what would I be doing if I didn't go to college? I wouldn't be in here. Yeah, I've always thought about that. And what if I had stayed at Millsaps? Yeah. I always think about those times. We wouldn't be so. here. Yeah. yeah. Just crazy times, lots to think about. So, graduation's upcoming. What day are you graduating? Are you nervous? You have to walk across that runway. I think it's May 13th, but I could be wrong. I Lucky have number so much. 13. Oh my god. That's not all mine. That's my. Th- yeah. May 13th, I'm graduating. My brother and I are actually graduating on the same day. Oh, nice. Which works out well for our family. So they don't have to be here on two different days or two different times or anything. When does grad school start? It starts the following week after that. Like, oh. that Monday I start my... Like the 15th or something? Yes. <laughs> what? So, I told you it was expedited. Uh, so, I start my kind of MBA math stuff. It's the online stuff. But then the following week after that we'll actually be in person. And we'll be starting that at the mill. Mm. And they'll be having like a whole conference thing kind of going on you start learning business skills i think we get headshots taken they just sent us the schedule for that actually today so it should be interesting but i'm excited it looks like a lot of interesting stuff to learn and Mm -hmm. networking opportunities so i think it will all be very good yeah also as you're ending your time at undergrad are there things that you're going to miss about the undergrad specific experience that you're not gonna be able to have in grad school I will miss the reflector. Oh. <laughs> and I will miss it very much. And then I most likely won't be playing soccer. But just because I am not going to really have the time carved out for that anymore. So I will miss both those groups a lot. Uh, but I think that there's a lot waiting for me. So it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. I'd be sad. And it's not like everybody's going away. I'll still be able to come see them. So, I mean, people... Nobody's dying here, so like I'm, yeah. I'm going to see people still. 
It's just, you know, you're never going to be in the same situation again. That's true. At least you're staying. Yes. <laughs> that kind of leads us to a segue before we get into our next segment. Um, just some general housekeeping and announcements. Next week will be our last episode before we retire for the summer. Not yeah, for it'll a long be the time. end of season one. Basically. The end of season one. We have not really worked out a schedule of any sorts, how long our little hiatus will be, but end of season one will be next week. We're hoping to have a nice guest on the pod, so make sure you tune in. Um, just as we close out our first season, we take a toast of non-alcoholic beverages, because I'm still not 21 yet. She's almost there, guys. <laughs> one month. One month. Yes. So last episode is next week. We'll take a season break for a period of time and we'll keep y'all updated it's yeah. just so we can both get kind of our feet underneath us yeah emma needs to start with her grad school i we just need to finish strong in our semester and take a little break for summer as well i don't know what i'm doing this summer so it'll be a nice time to like kind of chill and like yeah. think and just like be who we are and we'll come back stronger and better we'll than come ever. back with great content for season two make sure to follow us on social media i'm skipping way 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 she's ahead. gonna we're gonna tell you all that at the end but. but follow us on social media to stay up to date at on the scene pod we won't be gone for that long i mean we'll be back so yeah yeah that was the end of our little graduation segment just kind of reflecting on emma's time as college She's growing up. I know. Our little Emma is growing up. But don't worry. Like I said, and like she said many times, I mean, she's going to grad school at MSU. We're continuing the podcast. Have no plans to pause besides our season one hiatus break. Exactly. Which is not a goodbye. It is just a see you later. Yes. There were no updates this week. I checked the medical marijuana list. It's the same as last time. And I didn't see anything else. So that was that. Not too much going on. All right, guys, now it's time for Emma's Opinion Corner. Yay! You really had the spotlight this episode. I know. You're going to be tired of listening to me at this point. Okay, so the hot take for this week is Kroger advertisements with the cartoon characters are undeniably annoying. Girl, they are. <laughs> I, I just hate the people. I don't know why all corporate animation is round for some reason. I don't care if it makes them more approachable. People have points on their body. We have elbows. We have noses. Things point. Is it like the psychology, behind, shape psychology? Probably. It's I probably mean, in Kroger's brand. Does Kroger have... I mean, if you think about Kroger's logo, there are curves to it. Mm -hmm. But also, the people are just annoying looking to me. And then the, the advertisements are always annoying. They're always dancing and singing about something. I'm like, grocery <laughs> shopping's not that great. But no, no, most people don't like going grocery shopping. So, Kroger, you're annoying. Step it up. Change your ads. Change, change your ads. Make them pointy. Exactly. <laughs> Make them pointy. So that's all for the hot take. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Um, I agree. I've always thought they were annoying. I didn't know that other people had the same opinion. I do. But I'm glad to hear. If y'all have the same opinion or you disagree, fight me. <laughs> Next up is our film review. So, today I watched this. <laughs> Heather's making fun of me because I like to watch the stuff the day of now, but it's fresh. I mean, it's fresh. It's fresh. I mean, I didn't even do any of my own research for this. Emma just fully took the wheel. All I had to do was sit here and ask my questions. And we all know I can ask a question. Yeah, of course. 
So, what did I watch? I watched A League of Their Own from 1992. It's directed by Penny Marshall, who is the sister of Gary Marshall, if you're familiar with him. It stars Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell. Complicated. (laughs) But what's complicated about her? She has some stuff around her. If you're curious, just Google her. Oh. Uh, Madonna. I mean, she was basically herself in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, she didn't sing or anything. But she was, like, the bad girl kind of thing. Mm. You know, all the guys wanted her. That kind of deal. Uh, Lori Petty and Gary Marshall actually starred in this. So, uh, so the plot. What is it about? So, this is actually about the group of women who stepped up when all the men were fighting in World War II. Oh, So there wasn't very much entertainment going on, and they were planning on just, like, canceling baseball season because there was no, like, athletic men. All the baseball players were out there fighting the war. Mm -hmm. And so the people that usually benefit from this monetarily (laughs) were like, ah, (laughs) we need to do something to make up for this. And so the first professional all-women baseball league springs up in the midwest Ooh. it's funded by a guy named walter harvey and uh he's a candy maker <laughs> i think he's wrigley is his brand uh but uh anyway so he funds this to kind of start it and i think they had like six teams or something no, 10 team leagues they only talked about really two or three of them mm-hmm. in this because i mean one of them's the main characters on it so mm-hmm. but It was just kind of interesting to see kind of all the people that went into that. And so, it was based on the actual league that started, obviously. This was World War II? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, it started May 30th, 1943. According to the National World War II Museum in New Orleans, the women of the league were expected to act like ladies and had to abide to the rules of conduct and had to attend charm school, which they have a scene in the movie about them kind of learning how to be a lady. Mm. Um... Had to, and had to act like a proper lady when they're playing sports. So, uh, okay. <laughs> they promoted this new girls' baseball as wholesome family entertainment for war workers. So it was kind of just a break from reality of mm-hmm. what everything's going on in a way to kind of bring people together. Oh. So, and it also gave women the opportunity to play professional sports where they had been kind of overlooked. They'd only been able to play amateurly and just in local areas. Nobody had been given them the time of day. So this was kind of the first step, partially based off of convenience, the other part because of money, but they still got their shot to kind of prove that women can play sports Mm -hmm. too and still do it competitively. And they did kind of change, they altered some bits about like the baseball thing. I think they made the diamond slightly smaller, but they still had all of like the same rules where you pitch overhandedly and then like stuff like that. They use, you know, your typical wooden bats, that type of deal. You used a baseball. And so it lasted from 1943 to 1954. And then they kind of started up the real baseball, I would say real. The men's kind of came back and started forming. And that one just kind of fizzled out because there wasn't as much interest in that as anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they drew a pretty decent crowd. Actually, in 1948, they drew a record 910,000 fans for their 10-team league. And the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League memorabilia was enshrined in Coopertown, New York Hall of Fame in 1988. Hmm. There are over 550 names on a plaque, and it is called Women in Baseball. 
And I have a link below if y'all want to check out more about that. So I just, I thought it was really cool. I had kind of, in my PR case problems class, I had done a case about the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Oh. And just kind of how they came to be. And these people were definitely the ones that kind of were on the ground and pushing them up to be elevated. So I'm proud for them and good job. So. Yay, good job, ladies. And it was a good movie. You all, one surprising thing about this is you actually didn't really like Tom Hanks for like two-thirds of the movie, <laughs> which usually he plays the likable character. Eventually, you start liking him when he stops be- being a child, basically. <laughs> but it was very good. And I love Gina Davis as well. She's great. She did a great job in this. So Queen. Yes. Yay. Film review. Yeah, so that's all for that. If y'all haven't seen it, check it out. I watched it on Prime Video with ads, so it's free. Um, it was good. Check it out. Nice. So now it's time for Fine Dining with Emma Dodson. I drank tea this week, guys. <laughs> now we don't have to have Heather chugging. <laughs> so, we don't need my amateur review. Emma's yes, back. Yes, I had a drink this today because I'm doing everything last minute, apparently. I had the Twinings Honeybush Mandarin and Orange Tea. I don't really know the difference between a mandarin and an orange, but they had both of those on there. Also, what is a honeybush? Honeybush, <laughs> I googled this. Apparently, it's supposed to add a little bit of sweetness to it. It's similar to honey. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I had it without honey to start. You know, I usually add my honey, but I had tainted it the last time. <laughs> so I tried it with a little, like, a sip before I added that. And I just wasn't getting much of anything. Like, I could taste the orange, but there was no sweetness. So, I drank about half of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to add some honey. (laughs) I was like, I'm going back to my roots. And I added that. And I think that the honey, personally, brought out more of the flavor in the tea. So, for this one, I recommend adding you some, if you're going to have it. Add you some honey now, y'all. Get you some honey. Fresh baked honey. (laughs) Fresh squeezed honey. Squeezed honey. (laughs) From the butts of ants. Not ants, uh. (laughs) These. Yes. Okay. So, yes. I had that. And then for the food review this week, I had another orange thing. This was my Simply Orange Mango Orange Juice. Oh, this was good. Didn't we have this? Yeah, this was the stuff that I bought by accident. I was trying to buy actual orange juice, and I grabbed it thinking it was the regular one, but Mm. it had a mango on it, and I didn't realize it after I was home. So I finally tried it. It was decent, but apparently I just... I mean, mangoes are okay, but... I thought it was good. The combination, to me, wasn't ideal. I would prefer just one or the other. I love a little mixed juice moment. So I thought it was good. It, I mean, it's up to preference. I'm not always the hugest mango fan mm-hmm. in general, so that might be part of the reason. But no, also, I, mean, I guess maybe I just really wanted it to taste like orange juice, and it didn't. Yeah, you're probably just wishing it, and so. you're like more disappointed by that. But it was pretty decent. I got that from Kroger. And then I oh, tried... I it was good. Yeah, Heather had it. <laughs> uh, and then I had the Synergy Golden Pineapple Kombucha. Yes, I'm a kombucha girl. Are you? I'm trying to be, at least, to help my stomach. I don't love my my booch. Because it's the probiotics. So far, I haven't loved any of the kombuchas that I've had. I could tolerate them. Mm -hmm. But I think that I'm just going to have to tough it out. This one was pretty good, though, I have to say. 
I've had one that was apple, and then I've had this one. And I think both of those were probably about the same level. And I've had other ones before that I just was, like, gagging the whole time I was trying to drink uh-huh. it. I thought it was going to be good, but it wasn't. So, I think if you're going to have kombucha, this is a pretty good one. I think I got this one from Trader Joe's. So, tiptoe into the booch territory. I'm trying my best. I will let y'all know if there is one that I actually love if you're trying to also tiptoe in that ter- like, territory with me. I've always wanted to be a little kombucha girly, but I don't think I can do it. I'm just trying to do it for gut health at this moment because I just have had so many stomach issues. Mm. I think that it might help me. And I've tried other like probiotic stuff and it made me want to die. So made me want This one doesn't make me want to die, so I am working on it. Good, she's working on it, people. Listen I'm working first. on it. We should make a meme, not a kombucha girl. Not a kombucha <laughs> Not like other kombucha girls. Not like other kombucha girlies. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Are you going to use my transition? You know <laughs> yes. what else is crazy? The crazy story of the week. And I'm going to let Heather talk because I've talked a lot. <laughs> Alright, so, Emma, shout out to Emma for compiling this, but 41 inmates were baptized at Walker County Jail this past Sunday, April 24th, 2022. Officials on the scene say that 27 ministry volunteers of different faiths come to the jail and they go in and out of each dorm on a daily basis. So, 41 people. It was not Easter this past Sunday. No. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that it happened not on a special day. Yeah. But uh, it was still interesting that that many people did it at once. Mm-hmm. So, this is a quote from Sheriff Nick Smith, Sheriff of Walker County. He said, quote, if we can help people break the chains of addiction, then I believe they can live a better life both here on earth and eternally. I'm proud of each of these people that made a declaration of their faith today. So, look at them go, getting baptized and such, and just nice of them to kind of clean their conscience probably. Probably give some peace of mind. Um, not too bad of a story to end off on. Yeah, I tried to do a nice one this week, guys. I When I was looking for the crazy story of the week, there was a lot of bad so I was looking for something that was pretty decent. And I thought this was kind of crazy that that many people Yeah, it especially once. since Easter was the week before. I wonder if it just kind of triggered a lot of people yeah. in a good way. Maybe. So, yeah, that's all for this week, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Congratulate Emma on her upcoming graduation in the comments. She's about to spread her wings and <laughs> fly away. And come back. And come back. She's actually about to stay right here the whole summer. But yes, congratulate Emma on that and her upcoming grad school. I will be a senior at Mississippi State University. So I'll be here. (laughs) I felt like saying it like that. I'll be a senior here at Mississippi State State University. So uh, you can uh, check us out here. Uh, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so we can have some good ratings for season one. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. What should we bring for season two? Should we have some people come back on the show? And do a redo, or should we just forget about them? Let us know. We Let need to know. know. Who was your favorite guest this season? Yeah, just give us some feedback, guys. Remember that you can also follow us on social media, as Heather mentioned earlier, at On The Scene Pod on Twitter. Twi- <laughs> I never say Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Maybe we'll revive the TikTok in season two because we did not do that. We need to do better on that because we kind of flopped, guys. Yes, make sure you follow us, share to your stories if you're listening. Also, make sure you check out The Reflector. We have our last regular paper of the semester coming out. It came out yesterday, I guess, for you guys listening. We have our orientation paper hitting stands next Friday. So support us, reflector-online.com. You can check out those articles. 
and videos that I'm making. Also, remember to email us on the scene pod at gmail.com. Yes, if you have any hot takes, comments, questions, concerns, if you want to be a guest star or advertise on our podcast, you know, we're looking to round up some ideas for season two, like we've been saying. So, so yeah, hit us up. Hope That's... you have a great week. Hope everybody's doing good. Finish strong. Finish strong. We got this, guys. We got this. Have a great week. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.